Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Welcome, everyone, to VO Booth Besties. We're here to help working voice actors get your most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Each week, we have a new topic and a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. To stay up to date on our upcoming schedule, you'll want to be part of our weekly email list. Swing by boothbesties.com and shoot us a message with your email, and we'll get you added. And if you haven't joined our VO Booth Besties Facebook group, join us there, too. As usual, if you have questions as the interview goes on, simply drop it in the chat and we'll do our best to fit it in. Respectfully, we ask that everyone stay muted except for the besties and the speaker. All right, let's meet our guest. Rachel Naylor is a well-known British voice actor, editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and host of the video game conference Get Your Game On, demo producer at Elements Demos, host of the VoiceOver Hour, founder and CEO of the VoiceOver Network, and multi-award winning entrepreneur. Rachel is based in London, and she started her voice acting journey over 20 years ago. Her video game credits include Ala Riel, the Ever Queen in Total War, Gemma in Wolfenstein Youngblood, Pharaoh in Mutant Year Zero, and many more. She's also voiced thousands of commercials, promos, corporate videos, documentaries, animations, and anime. Recent clients include Virgin Media, IHG Hotels and Resorts, Starbucks, Purcell, The Travel Channel, and many more. Rachel loves the voiceover industry, and she enjoys helping empower people by bringing them together, which is what the besties are all about. So over to you, NJ. Hey, thank you. Wow, 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 Rachel. You <laughs> sort of do one of everything. Um, <laughs> you've got an agency, a podcast, a magazine, a conference, you speak at events, you're a voice actor, you're a mom. How do you juggle all of this? I know it's it's mad hearing you read all that out and I was like okay yeah and yeah (laughs) thank you so much for having me by the way it's really lovely to be here um yeah how do I juggle it all sometimes I'm not quite sure (laughs) I'll be honest (laughs) um but yeah when people you know say to me how do you how do you do all the different things that you do and I I genuinely it's because I love what I do that I managed to just make it work. I, you know, and then when you're having where like, fun, it doesn't feel like work. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I love the voiceover network and the, everything, all of the buzz magazine and all of it is all, you know, I feel like it's all such an important part of bringing people together and helping people. And I didn't have easy coming into the industry. So I feel really like it's really important for me to share, to help others so they don't go through the struggles I went through. Well, let's talk about that. That's a great, that's a great launching off point. Um, So briefly kind of tell us your background. How did you even, I mean, much less all the things you're do, currently doing. How did you get to this place? So um, how did I get into this? Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Don't even start. Sorry, my naughty beagle Nemo has decided to start shouting. What? Just... I, we love beagles. So there he is. Sweet. There he is. Nemo, don't you shout at me. There'll be trouble. Um. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh. No. Come here. Come here. Come here. You can there you me. go. Wait a minute. Give me two seconds. Sorry. Guys. You're good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We love beagles. I've had a beagle. You're back. If you okay, have, you're good. Sorry. I'm, they're going to okay. get the lead and take him downstairs because uh, we don't want to be him to be shouting at me throughout this interview. He picks his moments. He really does. Um, so how did I find myself in voiceovers? Um, my grandfather was an actor. So I was inspired by him at a young age. I always was like, I was always going to go into acting. And then I went to, I did lots of musical theatres as a teenager and then I went to drama school and at drama school, I got very much into Shakespeare and Chekhov and serious stuff. And we had a, a, a vocal coach um, at drama school. She was amazing. And she, I remember her saying to me that I should look into, she thought I should look into going into voiceovers. And at the time I was like, what are you talking about? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work at the RSC and the national, I'm going to win an Oscar. Like what's this voiceover stuff. Um, and then I came out of drama school and did a few bits and bombs and, you know, theatre and education and short films and 
I saw an advert for um, a free two-hour workshop about voiceovers, and I thought, oh, well, I'll get along and see what this is all about, you know. And I went along, and I just completely fell in love. Um, <laughs> I remember the moment of going in the booth and just suddenly just having this really strong feeling of like coming home you know this is where I'm meant to be and it was such a you know this is, yeah a long time ago over 20 years ago but I remember the the texture on the wall I remember the smell I just remember this really strong feeling of this was where I was meant to be and um and so from then I was like right okay you, you get you got to get an agent so I got my demos made and made cds <laughs> sent them all out and I just got rejected and then waited a while and sent them all out again, really excited, like, right, okay, come on. You know, I'm, I've got that feeling. This is where I'm meant to be. Like, who's going to have me? Got rejected again. Waited a while. Did it again. Got rejected. I mean, I got rejected. I, I don't actually know how many times, but a lot. Um, yeah. And then I, I just decided to kind of find my own work. And then, yeah, and things kind of. So, yeah, so that's, that's how I that's- felt. Yeah. And that's wonderful. And I love to hear you, you know, emphasize the rejection part, rejection part, the part where it didn't just magically happen. You don't get to tell the story that, yeah, all I did was send out my demo and it turned, you know, and then I had, you know, agents knocking at my door and all the work came in. No, because that's not how it works. So that ties in perfectly to the voiceover network. So this is a place where you get to, you know, you create this organization because you take all of your past experience, you take your education, and now you want to impart it on on new voice actors. So tell us a little bit about voiceover network, but really I want to know how it came about. Was it intended for global actors or just British actors in its inception? So, yeah, so it's an interesting one with the voiceover network. So, and I think a lot of it comes from the fact that I kind of, yeah, I went through all this struggle and then I finally found my foot in, in the industry and I, and then I started, you know, got a great agent, started booking loads of work and it was like, yeah, brilliant. It was in and out of the studios and on the TV and all that sort of stuff. And then it would just drop off and suddenly it would go really quiet. And I'd be like, whoa, I mean, everyone figured out, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh-oh. And then it would pick up again and I'd be like, oh, great. Yes, fantastic. Here we go. We're off. Da, da, da. And then it would drop off again. And my phone would stop ringing. The emails would stop coming. The bookings would stop. And I'd be like, uh-oh. And then it would pick up. And I it drove me mad. Because <laughs> I'd be going to feast and famine, people. Uh, some of you know about that. And um, so I was wrecking my brain because I knew that when I got in the studio, people liked what I did. And it was just that in between. Like, what, what was I missing? And I realized it was the business side of being a voice actor. Um, Because I went to drama school, I did performing arts at college. I didn't do anything to do with business. It was, you know, hand me a microphone and a stage and I'm happy. Um, And so I decided to learn, I wanted to learn about uh, being business, the business side of of voiceovers. And uh, it was terrifying. And I thought, oh, no, this is not me at all. Sounds so scary and kind of business. And <gasps> anyway, I it was a it was an event I went to. Um, it all kind of happened at this amazing time, and I went along and um, yeah, I was really inspired. Joined this group of entrepreneurs and just threw myself into marketing. And not long after that, sorry guys, the joys, isn't it? It's always the you know way. Um, so yes, so then I um, so I got involved with this entrepreneur group. I started learning about business and then I went for a drink with three other voice actors in West London um, and I was like wow this is really great because there was nothing going on very little in the UK in terms of training and events and I was like this is great we should do this more often and so I started this little meetup group which was originally called get this this is really catchy uh, it was originally called the West London voiceover artist meetup group I mean brilliant brilliant <laughs> as the original name for the voiceover network and it was just like let's go to the pub and have a few drinks and it sort of snowballed and then people from other parts of London were saying do you have to live in West London like I live in North London can I come and I was like yeah sure anyone can come and then I moved it to central London came to my senses and changed the name and it became the voiceover network and it was just a it was just a meetup group in the pub and then I got to the point where I wanted to make it a better networking environment so I wanted to get agents producers and casting directors in the room 
And so we had our first summer uh, party in 2014, uh, which was a paid for event so that we could give the casting directors and agents and producers free stuff because uh, that gets them there. And um, and then 2014 was an interesting year in the voiceover industry for anyone who was kind of involved then. It was a real like melting pot. There was suddenly the cat was out of the bag about voiceovers. The um, social media meant you could get your own work. Technology meant you could set up a home studio. And there was sort of all these people suddenly came into the voiceover industry. There are a lot of people in the industry who were getting very cross. Um, and I remember seeing that people, you know, they were kind of being, like, get off my land and getting, you know, who are these new people? Get out. And I saw all this going on. And I thought, this is horrible. Um, and I thought, I so I had a moment. I remember having this moment of I could carry on doing what I was doing. Or I could put my head above the parapet and try and make a, a difference. And so I did the the crazy making a difference. And luckily, I was working with a great business coach at the time who really helped. And I launched the VoiceOver Network officially in January 2015. I was nine weeks pregnant. I had a part-time assistant. And uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't really know what I was doing. But I just I had a mission and a dream and a vision. And I was like, right, let's do this. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome and going back to you saying was it originally so it was it was originally just London yeah it was about just bringing people together and then when when we launched it was there was still in-person events were all London then we started doing stuff in Manchester and then it started growing globally but but slowly and it was the pandemic really that for us was the was the turning point the massive turning point because we pulled all that in-person events and made and everything was online and we were already set up to do online workshops and it just globally exploded and we now actually have more members in the US than we do in the UK. Oh really? You know, yeah. one of the things that one of the things that you said at the at the start of this conversation which I think is so important for our viewers and our listeners is the entrepreneurial spirit side of this because voiceover, and I just made a post on LinkedIn about this. This is not a, I've got a dream and other people are going to realize that that's what my dream is. And so they're going to give it to me. <laughs> that's not how this industry works. It is. If you have a dream, you must go out, find it, do the work and, you know, let other people know this is what you want to do because they're not just going to come to you. And it sounds like that's, you said, you know, I need to help people and I need to grow and educate. And this is your dream. So you have to make it happen. Definitely. Definitely. All day long. And, I, I, and I think there is a bit of a misconception. I think people think that they're going to work really, really hard at the beginning. And then they're suddenly going to kind of get to this place where it's like, la, 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 you have arrived and you just sit back and the work just yeah. rolls in. And it doesn't. It's the opposite. I mean, you know, you have to work harder you get you you know you get better at it so that's the thing when right. you start doing something you know marketing sending emails out and doing social media and all of that it feels hard because it's the it's you know it's the start but you so it does get easier but you have to you have to continue on that that road and you have but to even continue. you said there were up times and then all of a sudden it was quiet and then you'd get work yeah. again and then it was quiet right yeah so does voiceover network teach all genres or I'm saying teach all genres of VO are you is it is it business it's business and performance education Absolutely. isn't that right okay 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 all right yeah so we so we it's a membership organization and we we um provide lots of online resources we have a voiceover academy with online workshops okay we have the buzz magazine we do webinars we have a podcast we it's very much a community that's I'm really really you know passionate about the community side and we do events um and we yeah we so we we have resources on all areas and we bring okay. in teachers to teach so I mean I'm very passionate about video games but yeah we've got yeah everything about commercials and audiobooks and narration and animation and yeah we you know okay. it's an amazing industry we work in now, do you have a staff or are you bringing in outside or is it both? Are you bringing in outside speakers to do these workshops and to support the coaching or is it all in-house? So I bring in speakers. So I do, I have, I have staff, I have a team because okay. there's, there's a fair amount going on, but they're, they're a team that do like the back end stuff, design and all that sort of things. 
um but so I bring in teachers um to to teach for us um, okay excellent. Yeah, which is great. so yeah. one of the things that you brought up and I'm actually going to turn it over to JT is you know we especially in besties we had a VO 101 series but even those who've been working for a while understand like what we've already talked about just just because you have the dream that you have to work for it um there's more than just the performance side of coaching. There is the business side, which you brought up. So JT, I'm going to let you take over. Okay. So um, we do our best to encourage RBO to do more than just learn how to read a script and get a shiny new demo. It is a full-time business. Um, what are your best tips for building your voiceover business? That's a big question. Um, okay. Um, in terms of the business side of things, there's a lot in that. And and I think embracing marketing is really important. I think people get quite scared of the word marketing. And I, just to be clear, like I, I remember being terrified of the word marketing. Um, I didn't, I, I remember going along to, to something and like being like, what, what, is, what does it mean? Um, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. I, um, and it's just about building relationships. That's what marketing is. So the the most important thing is to, you know, to really embrace marketing and, and realize that you are providing a service. Because I think, you know, and I speak to a lot of voice actors like, oh, but I don't want to send an email out because I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to like hassle them or like or, or seem too needy. And, and that's the wrong way to approach it. The way you've got to approach it is that you have a service. You're providing a service. You're solving problems. Um, and I often tell people to kind of really think of it. Imagine that there's a there's a producer out there right now and they need your voice. They're desperate for your voice. That's your the voice is the perfect voice for them. They don't know how to find you. So your job is to find them. That's your job. Your job is not to go out there and try and find work and try and get, you know, your job is to find that producer who needs your voice to solve their problem. And that and there, there are just lots of ways that you can kind of shift your your thinking to make marketing and, and your, you know, running your voiceover business better. Because so much of, you know, we get in our way in our head and, you know, oh, no, I don't want to be, you know, but you are providing a service. And and so. Okay, so tips in terms of your voiceover business. Um, be you is is just wonderful, and and nobody else is like you. So that's really important to just embrace you. Everything that's happened in your life, good, bad, ugly, has kind of created the amazing human being that you are. Um, so just being free to be you and to communicate and to build friendships with people uh build relationships not just with potential clients but build relationships with other voice actors and build relationships with agents even if you've got an agent continue to build those relationships with agents with other agents actually that's the best time to build relationships with agents is when you've got an agent just you know it's just good at some point you may need to you may want to change or you know you may be able to help somebody else and put them in contact and um, yeah, and just just helping other voice actors is is probably the best thing you can do as a voice actor is is see how you can be of service to other voice actors and how can you help them. Um, I really believe that you know the energy we put back put out comes back to us. So when you are kind and help other people, that does come back to you, um, and people remember. And and it's yeah, it's just a lovely way to to be. One hundred percent. We actually just talked with Mark Cashman about that two weeks ago and how that that is the end goal when you've got everything else in place. Give back. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So the voiceover network also produces demos through Elements Demos. Um, We just want to ask a little bit about your approach to demo production. How do you how do you take a, a talent through that process? So yes, the demos thing has been it's been an amazing journey for me, um, and the reason why we created Elements Demos because I was you know I thought I haven't got enough on my plate, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need something else to do. No, it was um, I found myself in a difficult position. I wish my kids would just take you. Oh, you've got your lead on now. That's okay. Here we go. He's got his lead on. So once I've got him on his lead, there we go. You can. Oh, he's wet. Um, so elements demos. So I found myself kind of people always ask me to recommend a demo producer or, you know, it's one of those things. And 
for a long time I kind of you know had people and I think in London it was easier when when the voice of a network was much more London because I knew people to recommend and then as we grew globally it started to get harder and harder and then I would I would recommend somebody and then I would hear the demo and I would go oh I don't don't like it I don't like it and that person has spent a lot of money on that demo and that's not how I would do it so last year I kind of decided that I needed to make the demos I've heard heard, I've heard far too many particularly bad video game demos oh just so many bad video game demos and I think because a lot of the time it's it's people who are specializing in commercial demos they go yeah sure We'll do a video game demo. We'll just put loads of effects and a um, couple of explosions. And so, yeah, working with Alfonso Lugo last year, I came up with the idea. And, um, yeah, we launched at the beginning of this year. and It's been amazing. I loved it. And I feel so passionate about working with people because it's such an important, you know, it's the, the you know, it's one of it's the most important thing, really, as a voice actor to, you know, invest your money in in a demo. And so how do we, how's our process? So we, I talk to everybody. Um, we, I have an amazing team. So um, I have a, a business manager and she, she organizes everything in the back. Um, we, we use people's studios. So we do a test. We get everybody to send in a script um, when they want to have their demo done. So we can, my audio team, it goes through my audio team and they all have to sign off on the quality of the home studio then we talk to the talent about, depending on which um, genre they're having, we get some information about brands that they like, brands that they feel, you know, drawn to. We have a kind of stock list of some things, you know, some ideas for them. Uh, with characters, we ask them to to give us some characters. And then we we get custom-made scripts. So, so we write all the scripts completely from fresh for every single one. Um, and then we have a rehearsal. So, I, you know, the directors are me, Alfonso, and Tom Keegan one of our directors for video games which is amazing um and then we work with the talent and we do rehearsals and coaching and then we record the demo it goes off to the audio team they are magicians honestly just absolute magic what they do Uh, and then I work with the you know work with the talent to make sure that they are you know 100% happy and then there we go so um yeah it's it's been, I've learned so much and I absolutely love directing. It's, it's one of those things that I've kind of, yeah, I really feel, I love it. Nice. Now, one of the things that we've noticed is there's a difference in the sound of a demo if you're trying to get an agent here in the US versus an agent in the UK or, or Europe. Um, we tend to have more shiny bells and whistles and and things where in the UK, it, it seems to just be a clean more straightforward. So do you gear the production toward the the country that they're trying to gain representation in? So we take it into consideration and, and we will talk to them. But we, I'm very much, I like our, I, I pitch our demos are international demos. Um, and I think that that's really important. And and I think, yeah, the, the, the demo production in the UK is, is different to the US. Um, but yeah, the way we do our demos is 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 a real international feel, and we talk to our you know our clients about where they want to pitch it. And yes, we will slightly tweak it if they definitely just want it to be UK. But that's pretty unlikely now. I mean, everybody wants a demo that's going to work on both sides of the pond. Whether you are in the US and you want to be able to branch to the UK, or the UK and want to branch across, or um, so I think yeah, international demos is is the is the way to go. Nice. Um... Now, does the voiceover network incorporate some mental health, emotional best practices? You know, do you talk about imposter syndrome and how to get out of your own way? Yes, definitely. All the time. (laughs) Um, All the time. And um, so, yeah, mental health is really, really important to me. We actually ran a uh, uh, wellness, voiceover wellness, mindfulness week. That was back in 2020. Was it 2021? I think it was 2021 we did that. We did a whole week where it was all free and we did lots of mindfulness stuff and we got in 
um, mental health experts because that was during the, all the lockdowns and all that madness. And so, yeah, yeah I'm I'm I, I'm very passionate about talking about mental health stuff. So I've I've had depression and I talk openly about it. Um, I've had lots of you know health issues, and I think it's important to talk about it. It's um, and and you know considering what we do you know voice actors we're incredibly prone to you know to mental health issues because we are very outgoing people who are who want to communicate and talk to people and yet we spend most of our time sitting in a little black box talking to ourselves so (laughs) so, it is when I tell people outside of voiceovers that's what we do they're like what um it's really important to have, you know, people around you and to be part of a community and feel like you can you can reach out if you're struggling and also that you can help other people. So that's what I love about community. And I think that's that's the best thing. If you, you know, if you feel like you're you're struggling, is to help other people. And that helps our confidence. And and yeah, so oh yeah, absolutely. And imposter syndrome, just so everybody knows, like we all have that voice like you're not you're not unique (laughs) we all have that that really annoying little voice that says oh no they're not gonna like you oh you're rubbish oh you don't know what you're doing oh no it's terrible and and you know even the most successful voice actors and you know the most successful people entrepreneurs actors all have that voice it's just it's just a matter of kind of learning how to deal with it and when you know when to kind of just not listen to it um and that that takes work I think it is you know my you know mindset is is super important in you know for success and learning to kind of recognize to acknowledge that voice and I often say to people give it a give it a name you know call it something like Eeyore you know (laughs) um just because it is it is there but it you don't have to, you know, you don't have to kind of go down that route with it. And 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 it's coming up with, idea, you know, ways to sort of, oh, there it is. All right. Okay. I acknowledge you. Yeah. All right. Thanks. And shush now. Uh, and then letting the, the positive thoughts come in. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of, I'm not sure if I answered your question. But, oh, um... <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, a social media just makes that so hard because you only see for the most part, you only see the wins. You only see the good stuff. You don't know how long that person may have struggled in their own head before they got that win to post because they're seeing everybody else's wins and thinking, when is it me? You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, well, I'll tell you this story because, because that was kind of, for me, the social media was where, yeah, it kind of was all a bit strange. So I, I decided only to show the good stuff in my life and all my social media was me on a red carpet me at a party me having a great time everything's fabulous on holiday doing this that and the other and um I was I went through this very very difficult period of my life with my health and I remember bumping into somebody I hadn't seen since school it was like oh my god well done your life is amazing and I remember just being like I mean some of it is but there's a lot that isn't and I decided to kind of come out and be open so in 2018 I was diagnosed with MS and I kind of kept it quiet because I thought oh my gosh you know people are going to think I'm weak and that I'm you know finished in the industry and I decided to come out and talk openly about the fact that I I was diagnosed with MS in 2018 and it is a you know it's it's a it's a it's a really pretty rubbish disease um but I'm doing really well and I I came out and talked about it and it was an amazing experience, terrifying. And I remember just one day just going, right, I'm going to talk about it. And I went onto Facebook and I just wrote this post and I posted it out there. So, oh my God, what have I done? And then this, the waves of love. It, and it was too much at one point. And I remember getting to bed and like hiding under my bed covers and just being like, oh my God, I can't cope. But I just, I so many amazing messages and I learned a lot from that. And I, I do talk openly about, you know, about my MS, about my, you know, mental health and having depression, because I think as human beings, we connect through vulnerability and it's important for us to, yes, share the good stuff and be like, yes, yeah, lovely to share, you know, when you're on the beach and things are going great, but also, you know, sometimes to share when 
when things aren't so great because that's life and it's real and yeah as you said social media sometimes can make us feel oh my god their life is so amazing oh god they booked so many so much work but it doesn't show the you know the amount of auditions they've done to get that job or you know <laughs> you know the struggles that they've been through to 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 get to that place um and everybody has tough things going on in their life you know nobody's nobody's plain sailing it's it all of us have challenges in our life and it's it's important i think you know to be open and and to share so that we you know we don't feel like we're the ones with the you know the only ones struggling absolutely thank you thank you um one of the other things that we noticed switching gears here a little bit um i was checking out the voiceover network website and i saw that you have a roster so how do you select the talent to keep on roster so it's 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 more um talent profiles we don't we okay. don't i mean we we do get um casting directors approach us and we have been involved in castings and because of the contacts that I've got and the amazing people that I've brought in and have have got friendships with lots of incredible casting directors we've we've done casting we've helped with castings for like Disney and um we did some stuff for Funimation um and so so sometimes people do come to us and I think often they come to us because they're kind of like oh the British people and actually are you know as I said we're very much global now um it's not it's not an agency it is members you know can have a um a profile and then you know casting directors can go and have a look but it's not it's definitely not a pay-to-play site I'm very much like definitely not um and we even though people constantly say to me that you know be an agent I'm like, I just, <laughs> that just might push me over the edge, I think. <laughs> right. One more thing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. A- being an agent for me, no. I mean, maybe one day down the line, if I could, everything else was smoother and, you know, but I don't know. I, yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a whole other thing. <laughs> so you do help with casting and production occasionally? We do. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that for me has been so fascinating and I've learned again, I've learned so much from, from, from being in the casting side of things. And I, I actually think for every voice actor, you know, we should all have that experience of casting because you learn so much and yes, you can hear a casting director say, please make it different, please change it up. And then when you're in the seat listening and and you know there have been times it's tricky because I know that you know I know my members and I get these all these auditions through and I'm like oh, and I'm like oh no oh no why didn't you why didn't you do something different or make a different choice and yeah that that thing of and you hear casting directors say it and it is absolutely true you know voice actors generally you know you get the sides and you kind of go okay and 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 everybody goes down this same route you know and there's a there's a kind of there's a there's a a a route that most people will go down and it's the ones who decide to go off piste and do something different is the ones that get get the casting director's attention um and that can be really difficult because I I know people are listening to me what does that mean and I've spent (laughs) years talking to casting directors and agents and trying to kind of decipher what does that mean you know what is that special source that gets somebody booked as opposed to you know everybody else who's trying really hard and um I genuinely think it's all about doing the work doing the extra work when you're doing an audition so it's about you know you get the side you you know you get your script you get some information great now you need to add to that you have to add to that. You have to ask yourself questions and answer them and, and build a bigger world because they give, you know, the, the, the sides will give you like that much of a world. Um, you need to make the rest of the world and, and, and make it from you. So, you know, where are you physically and who are you talking to and being really specific about as, asking as many questions as you can, because that makes, that will make you, create a different read to everybody else. Awesome. And I think one of the things that we've, we've stressed to people is you don't want to go in with your audition and sound like what you think they want to hear. You want them to hear you. Yeah. And they can, if you, once you book it, they can direct you to that, that 
you heard in your head, but that's not what they want to hear. And that's not what's going to book the job. Absolutely. And they want to hear that you can make choices and that yes. you can you can do something different, um, which is really important. Because I think there's 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 you know the worst thing for for a director is that you get into the session and and then you can't be direct you know you can't change the way that you read something so they need to know straight off the bat that you can do something different and you can be confident and bold to step outside the lines. All right, I'm going to toss it over to AB. Perfect. I was going to say I actually just had a conversation with a casting director and she said that is. One of the biggest issues with new talent is that they come into sessions and they sound great in their audition. And the feedback that she gets is they have absolutely no idea how to do to be directed because they didn't they they didn't have that experience that you having been in the industry for a while yeah. probably did in person auditions where you were directed in the audition. Yeah. Um, but let's switch gears drastically. Okay. And let's talk about the get your game on video game conference that's coming up in November. Uh, that's in LA, right? It is. Yeah. LA, so, get your game on. So talk to us about the inception of this. Like, where did the idea come from and and what made you want to run with it? So, um, so yeah, so I started the voiceover network 2015, beginning of 2015. And in 2016, I was looking around at the video game industry. I was excited by video games and I could see, you know, so much going on. And I was looking at all the different video game conferences and I was trying to find one that was focused on voice acting and video games. And I couldn't find one. And I was like, this is madness. Like, you know, voice acting is such an important part of video games. Why is it not? Why is there not an event? So I just went, right. Let's start one. Um, and that's literally where it came from. And Get Your Game On, we did the first one in London in 2016. And my my feeling about Get Your Game On was I, I was passionate about bringing in, so having voice actors, casting directors, agents, producers, and game developers all in the room to share information and to raise the bar and also to give opportunities to voice actors. And I help casting directors because they want to meet voice actors too. Um, So, yeah, we did our first one in London. It was at Red Bull Studios in London in 2016. And it was a full day event. And it was hilarious because it was, as I said, Red Bull Studios. uh, And we managed to get it through Focus Triumph, one of our partners. And by the end of and there was free Red Bull everywhere. So funny. So by the end of the day, everybody was running, walking around going. (laughs) That's bad. A video game conference with Red Bull. Like that's brilliant in and of itself. <laughs> uh, but it was such a great day. And then, so then it continued from there. So we did 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 in London. And then I had this crazy idea that I would take it to Los Angeles. And we actually took it to Los Angeles. It was on the 29th of February, 2020. That was oh. the first one we did in LA, Nothing. literally just before the world shut down I mean that was it was mad it was such a great event but I remember in this bubble at this event it was so great and then we kind of came out of it and went oh 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 take me home um anyway so then we 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 didn't do it during lockdown because it's it I'm really I I really feel get your game on is is an in-person event and there's so much magic that happens in person and so we did it in london last year in may and then we did it in la in november and then we've done it in london this year and it's coming to la uh in six weeks <gasps> and it is just an incredible event so don't shout at me nemo nobody wants to hear you um it's an incredible event so we have amazing speakers coming along so inspiring talks and in the morning, then we do interactive workshops. So everybody gets the chance to do a 90 minute workshop, small workshop with one of the headline speakers that's included in the in the prize. And wow. we have panels and we have competitions and we have a neat, it's a full day. And then in the evening we have networking drinks and it's just amazing. And I know that it's changed people's lives. And because multiple people have told me and people have gone on to, yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And so I'm, I'm really proud of, of what we've created. Um, there is, so there's one day and then there's an option to, to upgrade to, we do have intensive tickets where you can basically, you do the one day on the Friday and then you do Saturday and Sunday in a group of 16 with one of the headline speakers. Wow. Which is amazing. Um, so yes, we do have that. 
we they sell out. So we've got Tom Keegan, Andrea Toyas, Kim Hurden, Randall Ryan, um, Michael Scott. We've got yeah, some incredible speakers this year. Yeah. So if you haven't got your ticket, grab your ticket. (laughs) So a lot, it sounds like you've got a lot of people who are um, working in the industry. Do you have people who do the hiring? So yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so absolutely. So Tom, Tom, I mean, Andrea Toyas and Tom Keegan and, and Randall Ryan, they all cast. Um, And then um, we've got Melanie Thomas from ACM Talent. Um, There's going to be a bunch of, wait a minute. Come here, Nana. Come here. Do you want to be on? Do you want to talk to everybody? Or do you just want to sit on my lap? No, no, no. Oh, he's feeling very left out. Feeling very left out. Um, <laughs> oh, um, so, yes, we do. People, uh, there are cast, casting people at the event. And, yeah, it's just you You learn so much. You you get inspired. Um, and it's so, and you make so many great friends so it's yeah it's it's a very special event and i'm really really passionate about it so um yes if you if you want how many people are attending or are you hoping to attend i should say that so it's small it's small it's not it's not a big one so there's there's around 150 oh um, which is oh my goodness okay that really kind of changes i've experienced that i've been to one conference where we had under 100 people and it completely changes the dynamic of networking you know connecting and like you've said over and over building those relationships right definitely and i think you know um there are lots of voiceover conferences obviously um but the difference with ours is that all the talks are everybody is in all the talks you know so so the I morning think. is all the talk and I, and and then it, it's it's a shared experience yes you break off in the afternoon to do the small workshops but then everybody comes back into the main room and we all go through this experience of learning and being inspired together so you're not so missing I, anything that's one of the that's one of the gaps that we found when we've been to conferences is is everything so broken up and there's so many, and you just can't be everywhere and, and really get to um, enjoy. Yeah. All the speaking. So I think that's great that you have it set up like that. I think that's wonderful. So let me ask, this has also got kind of a, a big question, but post pandemic in the last few years, three years, what are you seeing even five years? What are you seeing shifting in the world of voiceover. I mean, you already have your hand in a bunch of different pots between (laughs) coaching and production and, um, you know, all these different areas. So surely you have that you can kind of shine a light on maybe top three, five areas where the industry's really shifted. It has, it's changed a lot. And I think that the the style of voiceover has shifted in all areas um, of the industry. You know, commercial is the one that we all kind of go to and it's like, that's the kind of the big, the big shiny one. Um, but that has shifted. It's it shifted. Yes, we went through a big change in kind of, it was sort of 2008 to 2010. There was this big shift away from this, from the announcer read to the, to the more uh, conversational, but that's kind of, you know, we, it's gone even further in a way. Uh, and I think with the pandemic, what we saw was a lot of emotional reads. So very emotionally connected reads as opposed to sort of just whatever. It was it was really emotional. We sort of, you know, we had to we had that. That was that was what we were all going through. And that was how, you know, we were connecting. Um, and it is, you know, there is a there is a, a real it's it's getting more and more natural of just being you like if you can really just be you in front of the microphone and that is hard it's not easy because it's it's being vulnerable um so so that's one of the things um i think with video games as well the um the the change has been massive kind of and and very much it's it's real performance it's you know you very very much acting um and being emotional be able to 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 be emotional um so that's there there are those the home studios you know the fact that you have to have a home studio now like just and 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 it needs to be great and there's no you know there are there are so many things that you can do but you've got to have a great home studio so that's really really important um and have source connect 
um you've got to have source connect i mean you know that's just it's just yeah yeah um other um shift i think i think what's interesting i think the whole shift with you know pay to plays and people because i remember when they kind of came onto the to the scene and and i remember signing up and everyone was like oh this is great and it seemed really easy and i i kind of went off them quite quickly because i my reasoning was i just felt like a number i didn't feel like a a respected um artist and that was my reason for 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 dipping out in the early days um and i think now people are you know self-marketing and going out there and finding their own work and, and becoming much more of a business and it's really empowering it's so exciting because yes having an agent is great and you know and there are some casting sites but you're there you're waiting but actually you can be proactive and when you work on your goals and you you work on your business and then you are going out there and finding the work for yourself i think is is so empowering and and exciting as well because you get to choose you know what direction you're going in is it video games or is it audiobooks or you know do you want to be doing documentaries well then you get to spend the time you sit down every day and you reach out to companies um so i think that that's that's exciting um I'm trying to think other changes. Well, let me, I'm just going to feed you one here. Do you have any comments on um, the aspect of the SAG strike? Yes, I didn't mention AI. Yeah, (laughs) that's a pretty big one. Uh, I know you've got to give that to me. Throw Um, it at you. I know, it's so funny, isn't it? Um, So yeah, I think SAG-AFTRA are amazing and I'm a huge supporter um i'm not a member because i'm based in the uk although at some point i i I, you know i keep talking to my agents and being like yeah okay we'll do it at some point um i think yeah it's it's uh, i'm so proud of kind of what they're doing and and what everybody's doing in terms of the strike it's 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 tricky and it's difficult but it's so important and you know we are video gaming video gaming specifically though being brought into the fold into the conversation i think is actually hugely important we had dave finoy on not long ago and he just said yeah like the way video game production works and for actors is not ideal and it's it's scary that these that you know big companies feel that they can just take what they like and and reproduce so so we have to stand up and make sure that people are protected that not just we're protected but that you know i want my kids to be protected you know my kids want to come into you know they're coming into the voiceover world you know and then their kids and and knowing that that we have to you know make a stand now and and do the work now because the ai stuff it's 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 a bit crazy, right? Um, I do, I do believe that we're going to be okay. I do believe the voiceover industry is going, is changing, and it's going to change. And it's important to stay up to date with what's going on with AI. And we do need to work together, and we need to, you know, navigate this this kind of situation. And a lot of industries are, most industries are, and if they're not, they're going to get left behind. So. Um, but I do, I don't think, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I, whatever they say, you cannot replicate um, yeah. vulnerability in a machine. You cannot replicate spontaneity in a machine. And there are a few things that I say to people about that I think that we're going to be okay. For one, it's really difficult to change people's behavior. So producers, so producers currently working, getting them to change to using AI. Yeah. If it, yeah. So that's, that's one thing. And um, the other thing I think is really interesting in terms of AI, when people have kind of come to me and are really, really worried, um, you have to know what you want from an AI. Like you have to ask the right questions. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. You have to know what you want. And who's worked with casting, who's worked with directors and producers who know what they want? Yeah, never. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> They don't know what they want. So they, they, you know, they come to us, they give us a script, they give us all sorts of garbled words that kind of, you know, spout out about being fast but slow and happy and sad and all of that sort of stuff at the same time. Um, if you do that to a machine, it'll implode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm just going to say I agree. All right, JT, do we have any questions in the chat? I can't believe we're coming up on an hour. This has been amazing. I would love, I know we just talked about Get Your Game On. Um, 
But I'd love if anybody's watching who would like a, like to come to get your game on. Um, I can do you all a special offer. Um, what I'll do for anybody watching is if you're a member of the Voiceover Network, you get a thirty percent discount on the tickets. So if you become an Aspire member of the Voiceover Network, which is thirty nine dollars a month, you get thirty percent off your tickets to get your game on which is a hefty amount because the the full price is $359 and then you get it for $259 um so what I'm going to do if you use the coupon code when you join via Aspire there are a few different memberships now so join Aspire use the coupon code bestie month and you'll get a free month so the first month will be free and then you can get your discount on the tickets so there we go just wanted to jump that in before we yeah (laughs) <laughs> thank you very much Excellent. thank you, you just go to voiceovernetwork.org there we go um so we had one question from norin uh we haven't really touched on buzz magazine but she was paying attention so do you accept written entries and articles from talents for buzz magazine yes please yes please i would love articles um and it yes it, um you know it's got lots and lots of great interviews and reviews and Yes, please do. Um, just email me, Rachel, which is R-A-C-H-A-E-L, at thevoiceovernetwork.org. So, yes. Fantastic. Or you can go to the Voiceover Network website and you can see all the details and, yeah, you can email us right there. But, yeah, please do. I'd love I'd love that. Awesome. And there was a comment in the Facebook group because Alicia's monitoring that. Just going back to Geigo, um, Jordan McNaught said, just to add a little tidbit for or get your game on since being disabled after the military Geigo London was unbelievably disabled friendly for me. The smaller numbers allowed for me to, to be looked after in situations by staff and other guests. So yay. just a little shout out to your attention to detail on that. Oh, yay. Jordan's awesome. Thank you, Jordan. And Samuel asked us to ask you to talk about the accelerator program. Hey, yes thank you samuel you're great um so yeah we do we we have um for a long time we had one level of membership and then two years ago i decided i wanted to work with um super focused voice actors so we introduced something called the rachel naylor voiceover accelerator program and it's all about working closely with me so i work with a maximum of 16 voice actors over a six-month period and we work really, really closely together. And there's a lot of accountability. Um, you get a four hour session with me every month where we all come together. We have a workshop, but we we share and we talk about what's going on, successes, struggles. Uh, there's a workout group with me once a month. You get a 30 minute one to one with me every month. There are demo critiques. There's extra discounts. There's a WhatsApp group. There's a special area of the website. Um, and it's 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 been incredible um, the last two years working with amazing voice actors and seeing them get a so getting agent booking agents booking roles in AAA video games and it's just that thing of of helping people to sort of stay on track and make stuff happen. So um, yes, uh, we are. The next intake will be in January. I'm very specific about who I bring in. So there is, you can apply to be part of it, and then I go through the applications and and we 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 whittle it down and, and bring in the right people. And and Samuel has been an accelerator, and uh, yeah, you you you're amazing. Yeah, yay! And uh, <laughs> Terry asked in the chat, and this actually kind of ties in. What do you believe is the most important step for voice actors to make to jump from beginner after they've gotten their coaching and gotten their space right? What's the next step to take them to the next level? I'm going to say join the voice of a network, but um, (laughs) um, I think, I think going to surrounding yourself with, with voice actors, you know, making sure you have a community and really making you know, building that, that those friendships is really, really important. I, I cannot tell you how important it is. You know, we, we spend so much time on our own and it, it can be really, really difficult to, to stay, to keep that momentum. And when you're, you know, you've got people around you who aren't in voiceovers and they don't understand what we're going through. So yeah, I think building the community around you and I think is super, super important and just, get out there once you've done you know you've done the coaching 
you've got your demos done, you've got your website up, you've got to just start doing the work um, and getting on Google and finding contacts and spend time every single day, spend the first hour of your day reaching out to potential clients. And that's getting on email, social media. And it's that's you just have to every day is putting one foot in front of the other. And it, it it's not just going to kind of land on your lap, I'm afraid. Um, and you have to do the work. And, and it know, goes right back to the top of the hour. Your marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And having agents is great. But even having an agent, you still have to do the work. You still have to be, you know, in fact, you have to almost do more work when you've got an agent because you've got to just keep making sure that you are the best that you can be. Um, so, yeah. And I think going to, to, to events is is great as well. You know, going and, and, and finding your tribe. Absolutely. So we have come full circle and we have come almost to the top of the hour. But Rachel, before you go, we like to ask our guests three for fun questions, a little James Lipton style. So our first question is, what singer, band or composer are you most enjoying right now? Oh, singer, band, composer. Oh, uh, oh, oh, that's tricky. Singer, band. Um, who am I enjoying the most? Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm going to just say I love Snow Patrol. So I, Excellent. yeah, I've been listening to that a lot recently. I love Snow Patrol. So I'm going to, going to throw that one in. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, not everybody is a podcast person, but if you are, what podcast are you listening to right now? I really enjoy listening to um, high performance podcast. So okay. that's a, it's a, it's a great podcast and it's, it's, you know, these two guys and they interview top entrepreneurs and sports people. And it's all about, you know, that, that, how, you know, the mental space and how people are, you know, being super successful. So yeah, high performance podcast. And our final and favorite question is what is your favorite dessert? <laughs> that's great oh my favorite dessert I'm gonna say vegan chocolate brownies with vegan vanilla ice cream oh that sounds lovely warm with melty ice cream yeah and maybe some salted vegan salted caramel on the top as well yeah perfect (laughs) perfect (laughs) NJ well a huge thank you again Rachel for joining us and to everyone who's with us live um who's on camera or just listening um Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you are listening to our podcast, you are also welcome to join us live on Zoom every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn and join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group. If you missed a live episode, you can always catch the recording later on our website, boothbesties.com, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. We would love it if you would hop on any of those platforms and leave us a review. Those reviews help us reach more listeners who are looking for great voiceover content. And don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you uh, aren't signed up for it already, sign up for our VO Booth Besties newsletter so you know what's coming up in the week ahead. And bonus, you'll find discounts from our affiliate partners there as well. And we have mentioned this in our Facebook group, but we haven't mentioned it here lately. But the Besties are running our own merchandise fundraiser for one of our own, Bobby Alcott, who is facing prostate cancer right now. And all proceeds from the sales of our t-shirts, mugs, stickers, anything on the site, whether it's ours or Cast Voices stuff, right? All goes towards the Alcotts. This will go through the end of the month and NJ will present and JT will present a check to him at Uncle Roy's Barbecue, right? That's the plan. So please, um, and you can donate directly as well. You don't have to buy merchandise. If you don't know how, just reach out to us. We can get you the link. And um, I just wanted to clarify before we move on, Rachel, what was that discount code that people could use one more time? Was it Besties Month? Yes. Okay. Besties Month. Yes. And you just go to thevoiceovernetwork.org and click on the events and you'll find Get Your Game on there. Um, And then you just, yeah, um, to join. Sorry. Yeah. You need to join the Voiceover Network first. So just go to the main page, 
click on the Aspire, join, and then get your ticket to to get your game on. Um, and yeah, we'd, I'd love to have you there. We've got a few tickets left. I think there's two tickets left for Kim Hurden's intensive if you want one of those. Um, and it's just going to be amazing. So yeah. Great. And um, back to the regularly scheduled message to support other besties in our community. We're offering an accountability group. It's every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Nevin Stoltz. And then a second group in the evening, um, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, headed up by Jess Matheson. It's a great opportunity to connect with your peers, set goals, work on whatever your weekly to-do list is, and just have some accountability. And next Thursday, we will be joined by Maria Pendolino, and she's going to talk about rates and negotiating, which is something we all need to talk about. So you do not want to miss it. Thank you guys for being here and have a fabulous day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. Video Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing.